Yeah, I'm on that list. Yep. That man. Perfect time to cut your mic on. Arthur yeah. Ashe. Yes, we, so if you were listening yesterday, AJ and I got into the controversial conversation about the greatest athletes in the Commonwealth of Virginia's history because we were teasing our guests that are here with us this afternoon. We didn't say why they were here yesterday because I wasn't going to break the embargo of the story till 9 o'clock this morning, but I did say that Will Driscoll and Tom Yeager would be in the studio with us. And then we got into the conversation, Sean, of the greatest athletes in Virginia sports history. And we all rattled off about the same first five to eight names, I think. Moses Malone was in there. Ralph mm-hmm. Sampson was in there. Um, uh, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor was in there. Arthur, Arthur Ashe. We went, we went on and on. And then I brought up the controversial one <laughs> in Secretariat. And that um, we we dominated the conversation with five or ten minutes. From I mean, that. It, I'm not going to do it right he now. He was a competitor. He competed <laughs> he in a sport. He was a competitor. I'm just saying. I mean, I know what he did. He's I not mean, a human athlete. True, but. He's an animal athlete. We don't and say And maybe in the fine print of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, it yeah. says you have to be a human athlete. It, I'll have to say. I have, have to check the fine print because if there's no fine print, you, uh, you, would, uh, you would have to put that horse in there. How's that for a curveball, Will Driscoll, executive director of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, to start your appearance with us this afternoon? That is definitely a curveball. <laughs> We're not going to go there. We won't, we won't go there. We are going to go to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony next year because it's right up the street from us. How about that? Here at Enrico County, first time ever. So congratulations on that to you and Tom Yeager, who joins us this afternoon as well. Um, Will, give us the background for folks that didn't listen this morning and seen the, the story on, on other news outlets like Channel 6 about how this came to be, that for the first time ever, moving it out of the Tidewater region and bringing it to Central Virginia and Henrico County. Yeah, it, it's it's really part of a, a broader strategy for the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. And, and I think the, the key word in, in our title is Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. And for over 50 years, we've been around for 52 years. For those years, every single year we've done an induction has been in Hampton Roads. But we represent an entire state. And we really, the, the board of directors, myself, we've really taken the approach that we need to do more around the state. And about six months ago, the idea started circulating between myself, between Tom Yeager, who's in here with us, who's an inductee, but also a member of our board of directors, and Dennis Bickmeyer from the Enrico Sports and Entertainment Authority about what would it take to bring the induction outside of the Hampton Roads market. And uh, it it, it was falling in line with everything we had been talking about for the previous year or two as, as far as like how we innovate our approach and the right things, the, the, the dominoes fell into place. Let's just put it like that. And, and today we made the official announcement that April 2024, the 51st induction for the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame will be in Central Virginia in Henrico County at the Sports and Events Center. And, and it's something that we're really excited about. We think that it's going to be beneficial not just to the Hall of Fame, but to Central Virginia and and also to our partners back home in Hampton Roads. You know, the more visibility, the more outreach, the more engagement we provide, it benefits everybody who's involved with the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Is this a multi-year deal for Henrico County and the new new complex that will be there? To host this event, this is this right now. It's a one-year deal, okay. so we do have dates back in Hampton Roads in 2025. Uh, that being said, you know we we are actively looking at how we can do more across Virginia, and whether that's here in Henrico, whether that's Southwest Northern Virginia, we want the rest of the state to know that even though we've been based in Hampton Roads for 50 plus years, and we'll continue to be based in Hampton mm-hmm. Roads, 
we we see the whole state and we want the whole state to know one that we exist but two we also want to serve the state our our role is to celebrate athletic excellence throughout virginia and we want to take the hall of fame to people as opposed to always saying come to us uh, let me turn, literally turn, my attention to Tom Yeager. <laughs> this is a little awkward in the studio today. Full house. It is a full house, and Tom gets the very ugly view of the back of my bald head. I'm really, I'm really glad that we're not on television here because it's really an awkward feeling, and I feel very rude. But I've known you long enough that we're fine. I know, I know you won't care. The old saying, "Tom goes, it takes two to tango." All right, so here's the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame looking to take its show on the road. You guys have all sorts of events already lined up. I was at the press conference a month or so ago. You have a long list of events, and they're all traditional sporting events, right? You're going to play right. basketball or you know right. volleyball, whatever. What about this one where this is not a traditional athletic event? It's a ceremonial event, and kind of the thought process of, A, hosting it, and, B, the logistics of how you're going to host this. Well, it, it's really kind of a two-part answer, Bob. Um, you know, We're starting by going to have a permanent Hall of Fame exhibit in the building. Uh, so that's going to also feature uh, the Central Virginian inductees. So there's going to be some extra, uh, uh, you know, extra attention paid to the rich history of Central Virginia. Um, and so then with the opening of the building, the opening of the exhibit, I kind of you know, prevailed with, uh, with Dennis Bickmeyer and came to the board and say, we'd like to have the event there. You know, hmm. What way to open it? What way to put um, statewide, um, you know, kind of a stake in the ground of, of what the board of directors plan is to expand our touch points throughout the state. And honestly, I want to put a Richmond flair on it. You know, I think you've been to a number of them. I think we can do a memorable job and raise the stakes so that when it goes around, you know, eventually from the board, the idea would be that, you know, it's going to be a Northern Virginia year. It's going to be somewhere else. You know, the, the Super Bowl moves around. The Final Four moves around. Um, you know, now, as, as Will alluded to, without a brick-and-mortar museum attached to it, uh, we're going to take the Hall of Fame to the people and not just make the people travel to, uh, you know, one particular location. And, and let me backpedal a moment here, Will, and Tom just alluded to it. For years, there was a brick-and-mortar facility. I had been to it, to it. It was very nice. It was somewhat interactive, all of that. But times changed. The pandemic hit. Give our audience a little bit of a, a background history here of what, what transpired to take it from traditional museum Hall of Fame to to where we are today. Yeah, so as you alluded to, for, for probably over 45 years, it, it was a, a brick-and-mortar different variations of a brick and mortar, but a brick and mortar nonetheless, all the way from, say, 2,000 square feet, all the way up to a 32,000 square foot museum in downtown Portsmouth from 2005 to 2017. Uh, museums have heavy operational costs and overhead, and the museum itself just became no longer feasible. But the Hall of Fame is not a building. The Hall of, You're not a Hall of Fame inductee inside four walls. The Hall of Fame is a brand, and the brand is only as strong as the people who are facilitating it. And how do we tell the stories of the inductees? How do we engage the supporters of sports in Virginia with the inductees and their stories? How do we celebrate sports, celebrate athletic excellence? How do we use sports as a platform for good? That's what the Hall of Fame is now. So moving away from the museum, which closed in 2017, we recognize that to fundraise again for another museum, 
is probably not going to be the right path forward. But what we have done is we've created content around the Hall of Fame and our inductees and topical issues and figures in, in sports in Virginia. We create community initiatives around the brand of the Hall of Fame, really supporting youth athletes. Not everybody's going to be a Hall of Famer, but participating in sports is really important. Mm -hmm. And we want to be a champion for that. And so what we've done while we've been doing all that is recognizing, okay, while we're not going back to a museum, the exhibits do still play a role. People still like seeing mm -hmm. jerseys and balls and, and helmets sure. and unique items. And so we said, well, if we're not going to do a museum, where should these go? And that's when the idea started a couple years ago of let's start looking at celebrating the inductees where they're from. I am a 757 native, Norfolk native, born and raised. We take great pride in our 757 inductees or just the athletes that come out of the mm -hmm. region. 804 does the same. 540-703. So why would we always asking the Roanokes, the Charlottesvilles, the Richmonds to come to Hampton Roads when we can go to them? And the exhibit that which we announced back in April, which will be a part of the Sports and Events Center, was the first step. And this is just the next step. And it's not the final step. This is all a part of a, a broader plan and the process to really become a statewide Hall of Fame. I know each year you guys have a big weekend mm -hmm. of events for the for the Hall of Fame. Is that something that will continue to take place starting next year Absolutely. here in Richmond? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we're basically the the starting point is replicating what we already do, which is three events over two days. But as Tom kind of alluded to, the, the group that we've already put to, in place as far as an organizing committee, they want to put the Central Virginia thumbprint mm -hmm. all over it. And so there may be more. What that is, we don't know yet, but we're, we have eight months to really plan a special <laughs> weekend. And, and the one thing I'm really excited about is we had a two-year pause in COVID where we did not have an induction in 2020 and 2021. We've had two coming out of the pandemic, and they've been wildly successful. So we're, we're riding momentum. This is not a move because we needed something. This is a move because we see an opportunity to improve and enhance everything that we do and provide that extra visibility, outreach, engagement for the Hall of Fame and our initiatives. In a weird way, did the pandemic kind of accelerate this process to have the Hall of Fame kind of go across the state as opposed to just continuing to be in the Hampton Roads area? I think that you could you could probably say answer that question with a yes, because what the pandemic did was it forced us to be innovative. Mm -hmm. It forced us to come up with ideas. Not all of them were great ideas, but ideas nonetheless. You know, we, we had a lot of time to think. And one thing that became very apparent in, in a lot of our meetings was, if we're not going back to a museum, we have to create something that's unique and innovative and special to the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. To my knowledge, and I've done a lot of research, and, and I'm not discrediting any other state halls of fame because there's a lot of good ones out there, but nobody else is approaching it this way, where they're doing multiple exhibit presences, they're taking the premier event on the road to additional locations. I think that this is something that Virginians are going to be able to take pride in, that this is ours. Now, while it might not be in, in your home city every single year, it's still something that you can take pride in because now the people who've supported the Hall of Fame for all of these years, now they get to share that with mm -hmm. Central Virginia. Mm -hmm. You know, they they get to share that with somebody else. I think you're going to get calls from other states asking, so. how'd you do this? <laughs> how can we do it? I hope um, so. You're, you know, you're on the cutting edge here, but I, I think I think it's awesome. I think it's a, a great idea. I love Tom's, Tom's analogy that, you know, the Super Bowl moves around, <laughs> the Final Four moves around, why shouldn't the Hall of Fame? 
move around. So, Tom, you you also mentioned this display that will be right. permanent. Yes. At at the new facility, um, I'm going to assume this, but but you can verbalize a little better. I assume there's no charge to come see that, and all the athletes and families right. that come through for their events, it'll be accessible to them. Right. It's going to be very prominent right off the lobby, entrance lobby. So that on any given weekend, a thousand kids that are bouncing around at tournaments and stuff can go down and start looking at some of the artifact. You know, Arthur Ashe's racket from mm-hmm. Wimbledon, you know, Ralph Sampson's sneaker, <laughs> uh, you know, you name it. Um, you know, we have uh, 13 Virginia Sports Hall of Fame members that are in the National Football Hall of Fame, the Professional Football Hall of Fame. The most recent one, Rondé Barber, that went in last yeah, week. Right. Um, you know, we have three ri- Metro Richmond athletes that are in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. You know, and so to the to Will's point, you know, to the kids that are going down and seeing those kinds of things and the memories, and we hope to have interactive uh, opportunities there so that you can research all the other athletes that are there if you're a volleyball player or something and you want to hit volleyball and see who's in from volleyball Mm -hmm. you know those kinds of of things so um it's going to be very very visible out there um and again it's it's free and and one of the things we the the cases the display case i'll put the plug in for the henrico county technical center you know and they were built by teachers and students there and they're beautiful cases. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'll call you to see if we can get the University of Richmond to sponsor one of them. <laughs> there you, you know, go. You know, it's above my pay grade, Tom. That is a board well, member that works. All the listeners, because also you have some Hokies and some Wahoos yep. and some Rams that are listening to this too. Because the first one that goes up, there's going to be three right behind it. <laughs> yes, there is. You know, and and oh, can't forget the tribe. But you know, to be able to again celebrate some of the phenomenal uh, athletes, their stories and their history, you know, from the Commonwealth of Virginia. So wait a minute, I got one more for each of you guys before we take a break and then Sean and I will pepper you with, with more questions. So now wait a minute, you mentioned Arthur Ashe's racket can be in this display case, Ralph Sampson's shoes in this display case. What's the Tom Yeager artifact that's yeah, going to I be? Don't make the Come cut. on, no, you're a Central Virginia <laughs> Hall of Famer. Yes, you got a favorite tie I, or something yeah. that you wore. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Come you on, know. there's got to be something. Well, we'll, we'll get something. We'll from get, Tom. Gotta get we'll something get something from Tom yeah. Yeager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll see. Right? Um, that's not what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> we want people to stop by the exhibit, not run, not, by not it. fly by. It. <laughs> All right, and this is burying the headline. I'm going to ask it in a facetious way because I already know the answer to the question but you can accentuate it who's going in the hall of fame when it comes to the henrico county so that's a great question so the the timeline that's a question that we've been asked a lot today so you make this announcement all right who's going in (laughs) well this announcement was to announce the plans for the event (laughs) the actual class will be announced late november so we we are accepting nominations up until september 1st we accept them year round but to be considered for the next upcoming vote they got to be in by september 1st you can go to our website vasportshof.com. The nomination form is there. Um, From there, we then go through committees. We go through our screening committee that reviews all open nominations because a nomination then has a five-year timeline. And then in November, the Honors Court Committee meets, and that's made up of past inductees, athletic directors, sports information, uh, athletic professionals from across Mm -hmm. the state, and they select the class. And then I take the next couple weeks to reach out to the people selected, make sure they can attend, 
Um, and then we make the announcement once all of those ducks are in a row. So late November is when we will announce the class for 2024. So we got three months to get excited about that. And then from that, we have five months to get excited about the events that will take place next April. I didn't hear media members. Oh, there, there oh, are plenty, plenty of media members. members. Plenty of media. Oh, there are. Yes. Once upon a time, I was on the media committee. <laughs> really? I think the media committee has probably been coaches. disbanded, has it? Or it has not. It's it still there. It's still I just there. got dropped from it or something. I served, <laughs> well, I don't know, like five years. Yeah, it was, it was like five years. <laughs> Athletes, coaches, contributors. Yes. Oh. Yes. No, okay. yeah, no, there was, there's very definitely a media presence. Okay. Didn't know. There's, yes. a, there's a media representative every year. That's correct. That is correct. Okay. All right, more with these guys coming up. I got a few more questions. I'm sure you do too as well, Sean. Uh, Will Driscoll, Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, Tom uh, Tom Yeager. Tom Hunt, who? (laughs) Tom Yeager, Hall of Famer, (laughs) with us as well. We'll be back to talk more about it in a moment. Sports Out of 1061 ESPN. Of the year, you guessed it, came from the Braves. That means you heard it here, the exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves in the capital city. 1061 ESPN, Richmond. Yep. Yep. All right, welcome back as we uh, chat some more Virginia Sports Hall of Fame with Will Driscoll, the executive director, and Tom Yeager is here as well, representing uh, Henrico County and the Sports and Entertainment Authority and the Hall of Fame ceremony coming to Henrico County uh, Saturday, uh, April 20th, with some events on Friday, April 19th. I'm just looking at at the press release here, Will, and I know you talked when Sean asked you that question a a little bit earlier, but this is a full weekend Mm -hmm. for these inductees and for people who are involved. It's not just the ceremony. No, and, and one thing we've really tried to do, especially in the last five years, is is create opportunities for everybody because we, we recognize an induction ceremony is, is what it is. It's, it's speeches. And luckily we're, we're very fortunate that we have a lot of personable inductees who can speak really well and give great speeches. But is that where you want to bring your 10, 11, 12 year old to meet their hero? Probably not. So come to the breakfast. That's where you get a Q and a with the induction class, potentially an autograph or two. Uh, on the Friday night, it's a very intimate sponsor reception. You know, for our for our top level sponsors, that's when you get the Ryan Zimmerman's, the D'Angelo Halls, one on one. You get those touch points, and so we really try to create three events at minimum. Because, like I said, we who knows what this Central Virginia flair is going to look like. But at minimum, we try to create three events that give the sports fan an opportunity to choose how they want to mm-hmm. engage and interact with the Hall of Fame that weekend. And it's, it's turned into a pretty good formula for us over the last five years. Hey, Tom, I wanted to ask you this because you are on you were on the, I guess, the committee to bring the new complex to Henrico County. Once that started, mm-hmm. how high on the list was the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame having that come to Central Virginia? How high was that on the list to say, hey, if we can get this complex built, I want that Hall of Fame ceremony here? Well, it's it's interesting because uh, the Hall of Fame board meets kind of at the Virginia Beach Sports Center, and there's a small exhibit there. Mm-hmm. All right, so when this thing started, I'm going like, wait a minute, <laughs> and Reichel's building one, and we're going to make it bigger mm-hmm. than this one, <laughs> and um, so that started, and then it, it kind of dovetailed also into as as Will said, there's there's no specific brick and mortar building anymore. That And the idea from the board is let's bring our exhibits to where the people are. You know, that, that now a number of the exhibits in Virginia Beach are in office buildings mm-hmm. that are, you know, very busy. But, you know, unless you have business in the office building, you're probably not going to go buy it. Well, 
these sports centers, the one in Virginia Beach, and, and obviously with Henrico's when it comes online, is going to have sports families mm-hmm. there constantly. And so that became, and then it was complete support with Dennis Bickmeyer, with the Sports and Entertainment Authority, with the county manager. Everybody was on board. And, um, and like I say, we involved the schools in building the, building the display cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we're thrilled to death and excited about that opportunity. And I was going to ask uh, Will in regards to fitting this in the schedule because we've talked about how busy yeah. the, the complex will, will be in next year. How were you able to kind of fit that date when what was it? Four? It was forty of the fifty-two weeks. I glommed onto it early. We were scheduling around this. Yeah. Weekend. Oh, okay, okay. But actually, that's a great question because you try to hold it about the same time every year. Yeah, right? we we typically like the the last or the second to last weekend in April. That that's kind of become a good sweet spot for yeah. us. Um, understanding in the event space, there's never going to be a perfect weekend for mm-hmm. everybody, but this weekend seems to to be the best for us and. And luckily, we, you know, having a board member and an inductee who's got the ear of the, the Enrico County folks, that, that definitely helped. Yeah, really, really cool. So if our audience is intrigued by this and excited by this, who can attend this, Will? Everybody. This is something that is open to everybody. When we put out the, the event information later this fall, you know, tickets are open to the public. T- tickets for the breakfast, for the induction reception and ceremony that that's open to the public, obviously at a ticketed cost, um, sponsors, things of that nature. And, and as we add potentially add events or other engagement opportunities, our goal is to, to make this open to as many people as possible. We want, we want the sports fans to be able to celebrate the Virginia sports hall of fame with the inductees. You know, the sports is, a is, is really unique in how it offers engagement opportunities. And we want to make sure that we're not limiting those, that we are providing those. Hey, hey Tom, let me go a little kind of inside baseball, a little inside sure. radio here now. Have you figured out yet what the capacity is going to be for this event? Because you're not putting people in the stands here, right? You're putting people at tables and chairs and you got catering, I assume you're going to have to well, deal well, with and, and all we, of that. No, the design is, is uh, really kind of the opposite. We're going to use... Uh, portion of the back back of the house right. as the reception area. Mm-hmm. It's going to be heavy-duty reception. We're going to walk into then the main arena. Some of the bleachers are going to be out. It's going to be curtained off. If you saw a little bit of the NFL um, induction mm-hmm. you know, this past weekend, similar to that, there's going to be a stage, going to be backlit, going to be big video screens. Uh, it's going to be intimate. They're all chair-back seats. Uh, we're not uh, limited to like the size of a hotel ballroom, right? And knowing a couple of the people are in the pipeline, there could be some really big interest. And so, no one's listening but us right now, Tom. You can yeah. tell us. Uh, I, I don't know. I try, right? There's an embargo on that. Yeah. Yeah. What does embargo mean, Sean? I don't know. Can't say anything at that time. Sean and I were playing in the parking lot before we came in about who's not in yet. I went through a I went through a few, and there was one that I. Didn't th- I thought was in and was not in, and could be in yeah, by did. by by that date. Well, there's a tease for you. <laughs> yeah. And don't say it while we're in the room. No, yeah, yeah. no. So, um, you know, so it, it does have. We have a bigger capacity That's to be great. able to yeah. fill it in and and really treat. Um, I think people that want to come and see some of these folks and 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 also make a renewed effort to try to get some of the uh, 
president inductees in, yes. you know, come down yes. to support right. the event. I yep. mean, I think one of the neat things about the Pro Football Hall of Fame is seeing all the mm-hmm. the former inductees and sharing mm-hmm. that those yep. experiences uh, and seeing people come in. And, and the stories, you know, so often um, there's a big perception that the athletes have had a golden ticket all the way through their lives. And, you know, when you hear their stories and what they've you know, how hard they work to overcome, you know, some of those challenges. Uh, it really is uplifting. And it's a message that a lot of people could really take mm-hmm. some time to hear. For sure. And, Will, I, I know you, you mentioned that, you know, Hall of Fame ceremony is what it is. It's a lot of speeches. But if you get the right people, mm-hmm. those can be highly entertaining, like Tom Yeager, oh, yeah. of course. for example. But the one, <laughs> the one I will hearken back to for just a moment, and if you get a chance, you can Google it. On YouTube in 2014, the Hall of Fame inducted both Lou Wacker, who played mm-hmm. football at Richmond and then was a longtime coach at Hamden Sydney and Emory and Henry, and Sean Casey mm. in the same year. And I've, it, I've heard tell of Sean uh, Casey's speech. My my stomach still hurts. I laughed so much. <laughs> Lou Wacker's maybe one of the most underrated, funny, heartfelt speeches of all time, and they were in the same class. Mm. I've never had such a good time at speeches. So it can be highly entertaining. This past induction, this past April, I always give remarks kind of welcoming everybody. And and I I remember what I said specifically. I said, when you listen to these speeches tonight, you will laugh because there's always a comedian Mm -hmm. in the group. Absolutely. (laughs) I said, you will think. And there's a good chance that you'll cry as well. And I told I told the 500 people in the room that night, I said, just remember that it's sports that made you feel that way. Laugh, cry, think. Said sports is the is the driver that brought these emotions on. That's why this is important. That's why I think taking this event to a new audience. Maybe maybe a, there might be some crossover. There may be people who've come down to us over the last fifty years that now they don't have to travel and stay overnight. Sure. But I think putting it in front of a broader audience, like I said, is just going to be beneficial to everybody. And and sports has that unique way to just bring people together. And we're we're over the moon about it. There's I your like speech that. right there. I was going to sound like that. <laughs> yeah. It makes you think, think yeah. laugh, and cry. Yeah. And sports is the reason sports why. Sports is the reason why. I like that. I'm going to write real. that down yeah. for my for, for <laughs> when I do that next when year. You, when you MC. Yeah, right? I like me, that. Me too. Me too. That's, that's a good one. Uh, I was going to ask you yeah, a quick about One um, more. I know, you know, not to discredit what Hampton Rose has done over the years yeah. with the ceremony, but do you get the sense this is adding some more energy, some more juice, has given the committee members you know, that extra jolt a little bit to come up with, like you said, more unique ideas to maybe, like you said, take this on the road and do other uh, innovative ideas. Has that has have you gotten the sense that there is there's some little more pep when, when you're talking about this year's or next year's Hall of Fame? I think anytime you do something different, you know, you have to do it right. Yeah. And you have to get the right people in place to help facilitate it. And we have a great home in Hampton Roads. And like I said, we're going to whatever we're taking. People want to look at this as you're taking it away from Hampton Roads. No, we're we're moving an event to a different place. But our goal is to now replace it with something else that we can do in Hampton Mm -hmm. Roads next year. So we want to keep adding. But what is exciting is that you have people who who have seen what we do and now they want to be a part of it. And that's what excites everybody, myself, the board and, and hopefully our present and past mm-hmm. inductees, our supporters, they people have seen a successful event in Hampton Roads and have said, we would like that here. 
And that's what really excites us is that what we've done has spoken for itself. Mm -hmm. And now we get to bring it to somebody else. And and I, I hope that answered the question. No, it did. It um, did. Because it's the the more we can do around Virginia as the official sports hall of fame for Virginia, and that is true. That's written in the General Assembly code. The more we can do around Virginia, it only helps us fulfill our mission. It's you, really great. Because you know, I, I want to say stagnant, but you don't want to get to a point where it's mundane to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. The and worst I, thing you can say is that's the way it's always been done. Right. Yeah, and Sean, I, I'd say, you know, you, we often hear the term, you know, the next level. Mm-hmm. We're I'm involved with this. Dennis is involved with this. The county's behind this about we're taking it to the next level. You know, we want to reestablish the benchmark for future times. If Northern Virginia can come in and do it better, great, because when we get it back, we're going to beat them. You know, and, I like the competition. Too, yeah. Yeah, There's exactly. no competitiveness left in this guy, yeah, is it? Yeah. Well, Wow. But that's the plan. Yeah. That makes it great. That, yep. that will Absolutely. make it great. All right. We got we got to roll. I got one off the beaten path thing for each of you. Give me like 30 seconds. And I think people will can hear your voice, the tone of your voice, the way you <laughs> handle yourself in front of a microphone. Uh, give me a quick little bit of your background. And I know your wife's in television news yeah. also. You've been hosting some sports talk down there in the Hampton Roads area. What? Yes, he bit, has. Yeah. Oh. So. I've been, I've been, I was helping out our, our one of our media partners at home, the ESPN radio mm-hmm. affiliate down yep. there. They they had a transition from afternoon hosts, so I helped them out in July. But my background was actually in, in broadcast journalism and television. So I uh, I worked for local TV affiliates in hotbeds of the U.S., Fairbanks, Alaska, and Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Wow. <laughs> and so my, my wife and I, we met working at competing TV stations in Johnstown, and then she ended up getting a job at my hometown station, Wavy TV, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, uh, in Hampton Roads, and she's been the morning anchor there for the last 12 years. So, so that, that's one of the Alaska. main reasons. Without her, I'm probably not at the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. I'm probably still... <laughs> In Fairbanks, Alaska, or something. Huntsville, uh, Alabama, B, somewhere like that. about dinner rides and dog sled events and stuff like. That. Absolutely. All right. That's not a joke. That's true. That, that is true. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, you were a college conference commissioner for thirty-one years, right? Yes, Tom. If you were a college conference commissioner today, and I don't mean in the CAA, <laughs> I mean in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or the, what would your life be like right now? Oh, it, it's miserable. <laughs> okay, uh, there's no other way to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we went through it twice when I with the mm-hmm. colonial. Yeah, uh, there's nothing more difficult, um, you know. And you know, the Pac-12 is an icon, you know, as a as a group of schools, and you know, it's not going to exist. Um, so, and all the well, you know, there's been a lot of turnover, but all the commissioners knew each other. Mm-hmm. Our families knew each other. Mm-hmm. We went to meetings together we, the the wives and kids hung out together so it it was business but it was personal too and and that was awful you know i it's hard it yeah. is absolutely brutal I, you, you seem happy in what you're doing now <laughs> oh yeah certainly oh, compared yeah. to that yeah. Uh, yeah. keep at it great job in getting this to Henrico county we can't we can't wait uh, for it to happen and and well i know you've had a long day here for sure so we appreciate it i guess you're you. going to the squirrels heading tonight? out to the squirrels game tonight yeah so you made a full day of it here. full day so. now luckily there's three lanes on 64 <laughs> back to hampton roads <laughs> yes, now so it'll yeah. be a yep. little bit of an easier yep. drive just got to get through that tunnel yeah and, and you guys got involved in this this morning right channel six is that right yeah mm-hmm. you guys yep. i heard lane was there i you know me and tom had a casual conversation <laughs> about it i knew nothing yeah, about we sp- it so spoke to lane this morning 
But if we throw in a plug for you, Bob, one of the features on Friday is that our radio partner, i.e. you guys. Mm-hmm. That's us. Uh, usually do live drop-ins with the inductees. We nice. deliver them to you. So. Yep. Look you at get, that. Get, get working on your questions. I'm very so you, excited. So you come to us and we give you the content. That, Look at this. <laughs> Maybe I need to switch before my Friday night game. Come here and we'll do the interview. We will. There, there you go. go. I we'll, like that. We'll, we'll line them all up. I like we, that. We can get them, get them all. We'll, we'll get them all Exclusive. Right. How about that? That. That that's kind of fun, right? I like that. Well, I'm glad that we're one of your partners, Tom. We appreciate that, and I know Al had a good time with it this morning with you guys, right? I, I listened to most of that. Was there anything really off the beaten path that he uh, with Al? Yeah, the Al whole behaves. thing must Al's have been right. Always off the beaten path. <laughs> Al, Tom Yeager said that, not me, not me. I, but, I, I will say one thing. You guys were talking about the Phillies no hitter last night. Sure were. I I attended Kevin Millwood's no hitter. Really? I was a junior in college at Temple University, and I attended his no hitter at the old Vet. Yeah, not That's even the fo- Bank. Another former Brave. Not even the That's Bank. That's right. Kevin Millwood Kev was a Brave here. Yeah, too, when one he nothing him. game. Ricky Ledet hit the home run, oh and he made a diving catch to save the no-hitter. Wow. So On now, are carpet. you a Philly fan? I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan. My, okay, I have fair New enough. England, I have New England okay. roots. But so you just went to Temple. Just went to Temple. Wow. Yeah. But you happened to be there. Happened to be there. That, it was Dollar Dog Day. Wow, $6 student tickets, dollar dog day. There's always a reason to go to a baseball game. You never know when a no-hitter might break out. I guess that's the... That's crazy how two former Braves pitch no-hitters for one of their arch rivals, right. the Phillies. That's crazy. I forgot about that because Kevin Millwood was on the Braves when I was doing the Braves, actually, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So Man, that's pretty that? cool. Good good trivia. All right. All right, guys. Thank you again very much. Uh, Will Driscoll, Tom Yeager, uh, great success. We wish you with this project and can't wait to see it next year. And we can't wait to see the building opening in October. Yes. October. Mid-October. Keep those uh, right hard hats handy. Two months. Yeah. They may ask two you to start months. nailing some. I got some... two of them in my car. If <laughs> yeah. you want to come out, <laughs> we'll come out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. We'll be back with the 5 o'clock hour after AJ figures out what to do with that commercial break that I just totally bypassed. Already handled He's it. Got it was it. a pleasure. He's a Hall of Famer. In the Producers Hall of Fame, AJ is there. 5 o'clock hour of the Sports Huddle. Uh, coming back after the break on 106.1 ESPN. <laughs>